This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, February 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Allen. Here's today's headlines. EPA report on 1-3-D out soon. Ag shares climate efforts and dogs smell citrus greening best. EPA to publish 1-3-D assessments this week. As early as today, the U.S. EPA could publish its new human health and ecological risk assessments on the fungicide 1-3-D, known by the brand name Talone. The health assessment will include an acute reference concentration, which is based on EPA toxicology studies, dose responses, and uncertainty factor. That concentration is used in considering an acceptable exposure limit for health effects. The uncertainty factor is an estimation of how observed animal studies would apply to humans. Now, remember in October, the Department of Pesticide Regulation set its own exposure limit at 110 parts per billion for 1,3-D. Jim Baxter, a regulatory affairs manager for Dow AgriSciences, said if it were based on EPA's calculations, that number would be about 2,500 parts per billion. Baxter also said DPR's uncertainty factor was developed through years of compounding conservatism. Ag gets a voice in carbon sequestration. The legislature yesterday heard testimony from the authors of a new report on how California can meet its carbon-neutral goals. George Perdias of Lawrence Livermore National Lab explained that natural and working lands have the ability to remove 25 million tons of carbon from the atmosphere every year. Converting biomass to fuel, meanwhile, has the potential for 84 million tons. Michael Bacadora of the Ag Energy and Consumers Association was quick to point out that ag is already doing some of that work. He said dairies are turning manure into low-carbon transportation fuel and making natural compressed gas for heavy-duty freight. Bacadora also pointed out to CDFA the funded projects that are developing electric vehicle charging stations throughout the process. He also pointed out that more than 40% of the feed comes from ag byproducts like almond hulls. Brian Schaub of the California Climate and Agriculture Network highlighted that of the three pathways included in the report, natural and working lands are the lowest cost and most readily deployable and have the most co-benefits to the environment and society. And on that note, Bacadora mentioned that UC Davis will publish a study next week calculating the environmental impact of the dairy industry in California. Iowa turnout lags, results delayed. The Iowa caucuses are in the books, but it's not clear how much impact they'll have on the Democratic race. The stunning delays in counting the results left campaigns fuming. No candidate was able to declare victory last night. Also notable, party officials had been predicting a huge turnout for this year's caucuses, but it apparently didn't materialize. A party statement last night said turnout was closer to the 2016 turnout of 170,000 rather than the record of nearly 240,000 in 2008. Now be careful if Iowa were to lose its first-in-the-nation status because of the counting debacle yesterday. Candidates of the future would likely pay less attention to farm and biofuel policy. Final 2019 trade aid payment going out this week. Farmers can expect the third and final round of the 2019 trade aid payments to hit their bank accounts by the end of the week. The payments will make the final 25% of the payments producers were due under the market facilitation program. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue has said that farmers should not count 
on the MFP being repeated in 2020. It was created in 2018 to assist farmers who were hurt financially by Chinese retaliatory tariffs. Will dogs know when citrus is under threat? Dogs know when citrus is under threat. Dogs may be the best way for citrus producers to know when their orchards are being attacked by a pathogen that's been devastating the industry. That according to a new study by USDA scientists. The researchers' work, published this week in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, found that with near 100% accuracy, dogs could detect citrus greening disease weeks before the disease could be seen visually or identified through molecular methods. Research showed dogs were, quote, more effective and economical than current early detection methods for sustainable disease control, according to the study. The 20 canines used in the study included German Shepherds and Springer Spaniels, as well as a Belgian Shepherd. One caution, though, dogs may be best suited for early detection. Once the pathogens become widespread in an orchard, it seems the dogs start alerting too frequently. Well, since the dogs have to be rewarded each time they alert on an infected area, this search starts to slow down. Australia's woes are opportunity for U.S. rice. Drought-plagued Australia will have the smallest rice harvest in decades. That's good news for U.S. medium and short-grain rice farmers, according to the USA Rice Federation. Australia, as a member of the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, gets preferential access to Japan's market. But the country's meager crop this year could give U.S. exporters a new edge. The U.S. recently closed its own trade deal with Japan to make up for the U.S. absence in the CPTPP, but a deal on rice was not a part of the negotiation. USA Rice says in a new report, Australia's 2020 production is projected to be nearly one-tenth of its 10-year average. With lower production comes lower exports, projected to be 20,000 tons, down from 262,000 tons just two years ago. Keep in mind, medium rice uh, counted for more than 90% of California's acreage in 2017. That according to the CDFA's most recent report, yet rice production was down more than 20% from the year before. Trump to talk trade and State of the Union. President Donald Trump expected to use tonight's State of the Union address to make the case that his trade success had benefited not just farmers, but working-class men and women across the country. The theme of the speech is Great American Comeback, according to the White House. Keep in mind, there are reports that the coronavirus outbreak could limit China's purchases under the Phase 1 trade deal that the President signed last month. Representative Jimmy Panetta of California as a guest of a former farm worker who wants a path to citizenship. Panetta, Democrat, wants to draw attention to DREAMers, as well as to the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which would provide undocumented farm workers a path to legal status, while also expanding the H-2A visa program. With mounting uncertainty over whether dock workers in China will be able to unload container and bulk ships, The Agriculture Transportation Coalition is reaching out to carriers to try to get more flexibility for the exporters that use their services. Some marine terminals in China are working, some are not, as the country tries to contain the spread of the coronavirus, according to ATC Executive Director Peter Friedman. 
One fear is that there will be no Chinese product ready to be exported, so the containers will remain trapped at Chinese ports as carriers charge U.S. exporters fees. Here's today's He Said It. While these trade agreements are welcome news, we must not forget that 2019 was a tough year for farmers as they were the tip of the spear when it came to unfair trade retaliation. That Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue announcing the third and final round of the 2019 Market Facilitation Program payments would reach farmers this week. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, February 4th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.